Hey there, do you like talking about your favorite comic book and characters? Or a TV series you love to binge? Or how Goku from Dragon Ball Z was trash, but it was still your gateway anime? But you're also interested in talking about different social issues and current events, like representation, Black Lives Matter, the Me Too movement, or racism? Well then, you're in luck. I've got a podcast where we dive into all of that. It's called Speak On It. I'm your host, Nisha, a millennial that's just trying to live my black and nerdy life while also staying informed. So every episode, a guest and I will dive into a discussion that can cover everything from anime to activism and speak on it. You can head over to iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever else these RSS feeds go to subscribe, listen, and stay tuned. Talk to you soon. presents the Indie Podcast with your host, T. Sterling Watson. Good morning, Indubians. I'm T. Sterling Watson. And I'm Courtney. And this is the Indie Podcast. Thank you for stopping by and pressing play. This is episode number 72. This is a do-over of the original episode 72, which featured uh, the legendary stuff. I will that episode is locked away. It is our first official lost episode. So I'm not sure when that will be released. (laughs) Um, And I'm actually going to talk about why that episode is locked away right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Partly because, and I'll even tell you what the title of that episode was, because I don't think I even told you, did I? I don't think I did. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that That episode title was called Prep Con. So it, very nice. It was all about prepping for a con. And I actually did use the information that she gave me because I she was our expert. I don't I mean, I know some other people that have gone to cons, mm-hmm. but but we're we're not as close to them as we are to our, our sister, uh Stephanie, Stephanie Williams. So uh mm-hmm. she she definitely will be back uh because there there are some great things happening and on the way. Um but that one reason there's actually two reasons why that episode won't be heard for a little while. One is because it's locked away behind a paywall. Uh, I was mm-hmm. doing a trial for ringer. They are good people, but I'm not sure I will continue with their service, but that's just me. It's just me. I still like them. They're good. Um, the second reason is because of the main issue at hand. And that is uh, Stephanie was telling us how to prepare for a con because we were going to fan con. <gasps> dun dun dun! I know. I feel like that's a bad word to say now because it just—it's a very bad word to say now. It's yes. not a feeling. It's it's lay truth. It, it is. It is. And I will also say this: I've I've actually started seeing it being tweeted around, but people are calling it con con because you know people being mm-hmm. con, and yeah. that's actually or scam con. Scam another con is, is another one. Mm-hmm. We, we can't title this episode con con because we've actually already had an episode called con con when we discuss do all we the, we do we do wow. it, it, it happened like a year ago i think so we're we would be plagiarizing ourselves if we we, we would okay we would. and that's right. no no in any 
in any iteration of the word. We don't right. do that. Do not plagiarize. Do not even plagiarize yourself. Don't even think about it because right. it's not going down. So I'll try to come up with something more clever. I've been thinking about it for like the past week and I still haven't come up with anything. I have a few ideas, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what I come up with. And mm-hmm. listeners, let me know what you think. If you hate it, you love it. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So FanCon. <laughs> I know I, I keep saying it and just tightens the chest. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's still people who, who don't quite know the severity of what happened, but we'll we'll back up. We'll explain what FanCon is or was. Yeah, we'll say was because it's, mm-hmm. yeah. It is was, no more. <laughs> it is no more. Uh, Universal FanCon is the entire name, but that that what it was, it was supposed to be an all-inclusive convention for fans and nerds of all race, color, and creed, uh, uh, um, a accessibility uh, for those who um, are marginalized, um, friendly for everyone. Mm-hmm. It, w- it was supposed to be for everyone, by everyone, and um, they had a Kickstarter program that started like two years ago, and mm-hmm. I think their goal was 25000 and they overachieved it. They got like 56000 uh we were all excited. We, we knew a lot of the organizers, maybe not personally, but maybe we followed them. It was like, hey, these are people just like us. Uh, one such being uh, Jamie Broadnax, another one being uh, Robert Butler of the, uh, I almost said the wrong podcast again, uh, The Black Geeks. Um, and, and, Jamie, uh, and Jamie Broadnax is of Black Girl Nerds. Correct. Which is kind of how a lot of us met. And it's a large enterprise at this point um and and again it's really i i refer to it as the hub um it is not the only resource for nerds like us out there um and it is definitely not the only resource for uh, black women who identify as nerdy or geeky or what have you um but it is one of the more um recognizable in terms of name and connections and things things of that nature and like I said I've personally met just about everybody not everybody but a lot of a lot of uh, nerdy folk through the brand of black girl nerds and so that's who Jamie and she has been on the podcast before so if you've been following us or if you know you know the brand black girl Mm -hmm. nerds you know her that way right right and um and I, I definitely want to address that because yeah, she's been on the podcast before. Um, you know, I, I, I've, as far as I know, we, we left on good terms. I actually did start working for BGN for a little while editing their podcasts. Um, I can't do that anymore in good faith, knowing what I know about how she's been treating other people. Um, and it's, it's just really, really gone downhill. And, and we're just here today to kind of talk about what happened because there's still people who don't know, what happened or how it happens. I mean, we don't even know all the details and and that's been a recurring theme. Like uh, what happened to the money? Cause spoiler alert, cause I, cause we didn't get there yet, but the $56,000 that was raised is somewhere lost and in the void somewhere. And yeah, somewhere. I mean, there's theories of someone's pockets. Someone's yeah. Someone may have run off with it. Uh, Some character named Ty fam who keeps coming up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have no idea. I mean, I don't really, I'm almost even wondering, does this person exist? But 
Let, mm. let me try to, I don't try know. to stick, stick to my notes here. So they had a Kickstarter. We've, we've got, there's a board of organizers of which uh, a few people I've already named, but also affiliates of um, other podcasters that their main, their sole purpose was just to advertise and help, you know, spread the hype. Mm -hmm. And I feel it's still unfairly like they are being looked at and their people are asking them like, why is this happening? And they're giving them a hard time. And I really wish they, that they wouldn't, it's not their fault. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of them are, you know, friends of ours. So, you know, I feel for them and I, you know, I, I'm with you guys. I, I know you guys aren't involved. I have mm -hmm. nothing against you, but huh, yeah. So all of that, that's been building up for two years. They keep adding, um, events that are going to, that's going to happen. Uh, people, guests, celebrity guests that will be there. Uh, there are so many, uh, tiers with the Kickstarter. Like you can get in, pick in like $35 and you get a weekend pass. And I think that's what we did. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I mean, higher ones. And one person actually did the $5,000, uh, tier, which mm -hmm. I think it was like the biggest one you can get. And probably, yeah, like backstage access and there's a whole bunch of things that you could get it just didn't quite make sense and but then again this was our first con so i mean how would we know nobody nobody's kind of said anything to us like right. hey this this is pretty big for a con but eh, you know well, for first of course con. all that information came out after FanCon, but exactly you know so i have thoughts and feelings about that but um yeah at the time nobody publicly made their um uh, suspicions or doubts known right that was all that was all part of it um mm. not saying that they're a part of the problem but um people from the very beginning seem to have had doubts and you know just there were things happening that gave s some people pause and, and made them not want to invest or not really want to put that much stock into it because uh, of the of the information that they had or um, from the observations that they were able to make and so mm -hmm. yeah we're we're starting to see all of that tea being poured out now in the aftermath in the fallout right right and yeah it seems like everyone has something to say except for the people that actually mm -hmm. were did it right and yeah. that's really what people want to hear that truth like what did you do with the money mm -hmm. and all of this started to come to light on the fateful day which was friday april 20th mm -hmm. where um i mean that's that's where that's when we found out that's pretty much when everybody found out because apparently some people knew months ago within the organization mm -hmm. uh uh some people like um i believe maybe jamie had found out that funds weren't quite matching up correctly and mm -hmm. I guess had a meeting with the affiliates and the affiliates, some of them started pulling out then because not only were they pulling out, but guests were pulling out because they weren't receiving special um, like passes or, or things that they're used to getting from previous cons. Like you'd usually. Well, and I think it was, it was, they weren't receiving the things that were promised to them. Not so much that they weren't getting what they were used to getting from previous experiences, but they had been promised specific things, but weren't getting them. Like even some of the, I don't know about some of the vendors, but even some of the people who we wouldn't necessarily consider uh, celebs or whatever, they, they hadn't received um, tickets or they hadn't received their hotel reservations or really important things that 
if if you were promised something and it's you know a month or two before the con and you haven't heard any word or you're being told yeah okay I'm so sorry you haven't received that I'll get on that and then you don't you still don't hear anything that's a red flag that something's not okay correct and and that maybe this isn't going to actually for real happen (laughs) right right and again um I kind of wish there some people may have said things but at the same time maybe they didn't really want to deter like what could possibly happen but hey uh, this is all of us in mind i think yeah i and i understand why they wouldn't that's why i don't i want to be very clear that i don't feel like the blame is on any 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 of those people because i feel like if they're going up against you know the conglomerate of black girl nerds there is hell to pay you know because a lot of the information that's actually well I don't say most of it but for me I know a lot of the information that's come out in the past week because at the time of recording it has only been just over a week um (laughs) at the time um that they may have seen things happen um and a lot of the news that has come out you know they are spilling some really really hot tea Mm-hmm. And for them to come out with something like that, the t- I, I do believe in timing. There's a time and a place for stuff to come out. And, you know, had they tried to come out with this information before, they could have they could have effectively, um, uh, I guess, damaged. Uh, because I, I'm thinking specifically of, of the writers, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But right. it's very possible that they could have damaged their own prospects and damage things like that and so you know i get it it's it's frustrating because for that to be the only real information that's coming out it just kind of puts everything in in a whole different light and it makes it all the more frustrating because it's like wow all this is going on this whole time we did not i didn't know about it Mm -hmm. most folks didn't know about it but you know it's all it's like why would why would people lie why what at this point, what motive, what, what, how is this going to benefit them if they lie? Also, the stories are consistent across the board for the most part. So, right. you know, right. it's mm-hmm. w- what, what's in it for them to fabricate something of this magnitude. Correct. Correct. And, and like you said, we'll, we'll get into that a little, a little bit later. Cause that is something that was a huge like event each day. It was like, there was something that, that knew that broke Mm-hmm. That was like, oh my God, how much more can we go? But still, right. how we found out on Friday is um, someone, actually a few people got notices from their hotel. Specifically, I think the Hyatt Regency uh, contacted mm-hmm. them. It was like, yeah, your room, the event's been canceled. So your room's been canceled. You've got no place to go, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so they started screenshotting these messages and posting mm-hmm. them on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So that spread like Twitter does. And mm-hmm. wildfire. Uh, wildfire I, I think you i think you told me within an hour you called me or right. texted me and told me within an hour and then not that long after is when we got the official uh notice from fancon or at least if you were a kickstarter backer you got an email saying that this is postponed. being postponed yada 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 mm-hmm. which even the email itself was uh problematic because uh everyone was ever all the kickstarter backers were cc'd they were not blind copied right so a lot of people felt like they're violated basically they're um you know all that information's out there um 
Well, it's that, and it also is for us or for me. Can't speak for you, <laughs> but for <laughs> me, it was one of the many cracks in the facade because it it shows when you just put everybody in there. To me, it shows a, a lack of detail, a lack of I, I don't even want to say concern, but a, definitely a lack of detail, which means they probably did this really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's also very pretty clear um, with the language that they use that it was done on the fly and it was only a um, crisis management sort of thing. It just wasn't done very well. It wasn't good crisis management. No. Um, because like I say, even the language in the email was just very vague. It was very, oh no, this just happened. We didn't have any, you know, this happened out of nowhere. This is very unfortunate, yada, yada, yada. And so, yes. Yes, it, it, it was not good management at all because they said more information be coming later that day. And which it did. It did. But it <laughs> tell us when we got it. We got it around I think it was 1215 the next day. I mean I'm saying midnight, but still yeah. it was w- people were waiting and fuming and I, I think I, I ended up taking the Twitter and just making fun of it out to out of frustration really because it was mm-hmm. one of the ways I coped and we we're um shout out to Roberto because he was there tagging along i think nisha might have joined in too mm-hmm. but we're just posting the downfall of fancon not realizing that we were predicting what actually oh, was going to happen right <laughs> and you, um, you really were y'all were on it some kind of sorcery because y'all it, predicted it all right <laughs> and that's actually how it ended we we ended talking about witches and um <laughs> of course you did. talking because, with Berto. <laughs> yeah yeah that's true shout that out is, to Berto. Shout out to <laughs> who um, understands my love for witches <laughs> he does he truly does but um yeah it was it really was a downward spiral because that was just friday and so many people were so heated and for so many legit righteous reasons because mm-hmm. there are vendors who are coming that like maybe this was also their first con but mm-hmm. it's also how they sell and you know how they serve money that's their livelihood exactly exactly so for them to cancel a week before this was supposed yes. to happen that was like painful because not only that because uh you've got plane tickets um mm-hmm. hotel rooms a lot of these things non-refundable and mm-hmm. thankfully again the community of twitter steps up and tells you how you're able to uh fight these or cancel these things maybe get some money back something mm-hmm. um, I mean the community steps in in more ways and we'll get to that too but I'm before just we move on to, like to, to touch back on the the really the terrible email that was sent out it also brings to me the question of when were the organizers and the and the founders truly intending to actually tell us that the event was postponed Right. And also another like inception like note, I'm going to be using the words canceled and postponed interchangeably mm-hmm. because they the founder said that it was postponed. But we all know that FanCon is like the, the likelihood of FanCon actually coming to fruition is slim to none. It's closer to none, in my opinion. But um, anyway, there's reasons why they used postponed rather than canceled probably a liability issue they do not want to get sued or or rather they don't want to add something um another thing for Mm -hmm. 
the inevitable suing that will probably happen. Correct. But anywho, when they sent out the, the email uh, cancellation, they <laughs> um, basically were taking the stance of, you know, we, we tried to work this out with the hotel and the hotel took something that we said or took our plans or caught. No, the hotels caught one of our plans, whatever those were, and mm-hmm. uh, decided to take action. And so they were placing the blame entirely on the hotel. Well, that seemed fishy, right? So that seemed really fishy. But then, of course, investigative investigative Twitter comes out and is like, yeah, under no circumstances is a hotel just going to cancel reservations and they're just going to not allow folks to reserve rooms under the fan kind like block or name or whatever that doesn't just happen it has to happen uh with good reason and legit reason we find out that it's probably well we speculate that it's probably because the final bill or the final funds to like reserve the space was not paid Mm -hmm. and and honestly you know, a hotel doing that is not, that's not out of bounds. If they, if a contract is signed, the contract will clearly state when funds are needing to be paid, uh, what those, how much the funds are, all of that. That's going to be clearly outlined within the contract. And so if, if someone goes and signs that contract, they're agreeing that the hotel is going to do its part by, you know, keeping those rooms ready or making those rooms available. And then mm-hmm. you, the client, are going to sign that with the notion that you are going to meet your end of the bargain. If one of you fails, it's not going to be the hotel, but if one of you fails, the other party has the absolute right to terminate the contract. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Why would a hotel, what's in it for a, a, a mainstream hotel in downtown Baltimore? What good is it for them to cancel for no reason? Correct. They have everything to lose, though, if they hold up their end of the contract when the other party is in breach of it. Mm-hmm. That's losing money. That's losing. That's bad business. So we this is not confirmed. But from those who have worked at large events or who know and understand the, the hotel business better than most of us out there. That's a, I mean, that's a, as good of a, a argument or valid point as any at this point. We're not hearing anything from the founders. And honestly, I can't, I, th- there's not a good reason. I truly don't believe there's a good reason for a hotel to just cancel like that. Right. Unless you're in breach of contract, which means you did not pay. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we actually try to think of logical possible reasons other than, what really happened probably it was mm-hmm. like well maybe there was a fire at the event or, right. or maybe somebody I died mean, and we we and had that before yeah we were trying to give them the benefit of the doubt this is before uh the other <laughs> happenings <laughs> happened um because we just knew that surely our founders well the founders the organizers of this event would not have dropped the ball in this magnitude surely right we, i mean we if anything I'm sorry. If anything, they would do something like uh, go like downsize, or they would do something to make this event happen. Right. But to postpone or to cancel a week before something catastrophic 
had to have happened, right? Like right. death in the family or deaths or one of one of them died. Who knows? Like yeah. it had to have been huge. Did the building explode? I, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. so to hear people being <laughs> even more logical and saying that the hotel just didn't receive their funds. I was like, oh, that would suck. But no, uh, let's just wait and see what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Because hopefully it's a better reason than that. Because that's a stupid reason. It, that's it, just it stupid. Is. It truly is. And we waited hours because people mm-hmm. kept checking. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure refresh buttons were being worn out. But um, sure enough, around, I think it was like 1215, they came out with mm-hmm. the FAQs, uh, the now infamous yes. Uh, frequently asked questions mm-hmm. um, and which actually changed maybe two or three times. I don't know how many times it changed, but the wording kept changing uh, mm-hmm. and people kept highlighting certain parts like um, backing up a little bit. One of the perks since uh, the Infinity War movie was pushed up a week, they decided mm-hmm. that they were going to have a special screening mm-hmm. uh, for those people who have uh, tickets already. So, uh, that was one of those things like is the screening still happening or if you want to come to talk to us about what is happening <laughs> uh, you can meet with us and then we can enjoy the movie together like mm-hmm. oh yeah sure that's exactly what I want to do I want to come all the way to Baltimore just to watch this movie mm-hmm. and yell at you guys mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah so that was one out of many things and mm-hmm. the the big kicker though the the I guess I buried the lead a little bit no refunds yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they they weren't gonna uh, give any refunds. Yeah. What they were gonna At do all. was honor your ticket the next <laughs> FanCon event. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> because yes. really, really, that's 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 I see why FanCon failed because if you had this type of optimism throughout the entire process, <laughs> despite the facts, bro, we can't help you. There's nothing we can do for that. <laughs> Uh, the building is on fire, but you know, please come back. You know, um, in the back, we'll get a quick glass of water. Um, while the building's still on fire, um, yeah, it's yes. uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it was, yeah, not good. Okay. And not only not only did they postpone it, but like postponed indefinitely. Like they couldn't even give us a date. So, well, it, it, and honestly, when I when I read that, I was like, this sucks. But I like it was in the middle of just finding out everything. I was like, okay. They're obviously scrambling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You truly don't know. I get that. Okay, cool. I'm going to let you have this one. Um, but then the, the, the gnawing, aching feeling of, okay, if the hotels didn't do their job and, you know, let everybody know that, hey, I mean, because they were even saying that the, I think the hotels were even saying that the, event was canceled if the hotels hadn't done their part when were you going to tell us that that was the gnawing the gnawing question I think I kept asking you that too yeah like I kept posing the question okay well when were they going to tell us it's a week before Mm -hmm. what are we going to do you have put so many people you have displaced people in essence you've messed with their money you've for sure messed with their emotions this is not okay when were you at the very least at the very least because this is jumping a bit but Jamie put out a statement that she at a March I'm sorry April 3rd meeting was made aware of 
um, the like the full magnitude of the situation that there was no money or whatever that whatever. Mm-hmm. At at what point? To me, that's too late. April third. That is too late. Right. But, why wasn't anything done about it? Why wasn't anything said about it? Because at least it wouldn't have been as much of a shock. Uh, you know, I think the shock would have still been there, but at least people would have had a little bit more time to kind of figure out which direction they wanted to go or how they were going to handle this, you know, what they were going to do because it wasn't a freaking week beforehand. It it would have been, you know, more like a month or Correct. just shy of a month. So I, I just keep, going back to those practical questions of okay but when you did find out you didn't do anything why when you saw stuff was going south any of them months ago january 1 of 2018 Mm -hmm. did you if you hadn't if you hadn't met the goal realistically if you hadn't met the goal by january you know approximately you know 18 months 19 months after the Kickstarter or however long it was, it doesn't matter. It doesn't (laughs) long enough. Like if you hadn't met your goal and you probably weren't anywhere near, near it, why wasn't something done at that point? Right. Early enough where you could start to scale back. If you were, I mean, yes, yes. That's really all you needed to do. That's all you had to do. And I say that because, you know, we will talk about like Comic-Con a little bit, but the, the event that they were able to pull off in a week, yeah, granted, than, I'm gonna yeah. I'll, I'll give it to FanCon that they set the stage. Like they they um because I know that a few of the celebrity guests that were there were there because of FanCon and like that motion started because of FanCon. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm and sure a- there are some other some other parts where FanCon played a part, like played a huge part in in why things happened and um all this kind of stuff, but still they still pull, i mean they cre- they found a new spot mm-hmm. <laughs> they had vendors new vendors i believe come up they had um new uh, talent and you know they were able to still pull it off i don't care where, how the origins began, began uh, you know where they came from they were still able to pull it off in a week yes definitely so january of 2018 or well before or I'm even going to say April 3rd. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why was nothing done? Why was nothing said? What what made you think that it was okay to continue without, without saying anything? That's, I don't, it just, that's, that's common sense. Whether you know how to run a con or not, that's, I and don't know. That's just stupid. Not even continue, but still amplify. I was like, hey, by the way, we got this coming. We're we're adding more guests and more adding more, more guests. Yes, on one so. of the on one of the organizers' um, Twitter profiles, like I think the last tweet, I think it was Roberts. The last tweet that I saw was I don't know, maybe the eighteenth of of FanCon, and I'm sh- it, I don't even think it was a. Uh, it didn't look to me like it was a. Um, um, like a scheduled tweet because a scheduled tweet will go out whatever whenever you set it for this looked like an actual like organic tweet that he tweeted and I'm like how like what what mm. how I don't get it I, I don't either uh, but speaking of Robert Butler um, and I still haven't watched it I don't think I, I don't think I want to or can but the day of the the 
fateful day, April 20th, mm -hmm. he was um, being interviewed on a, like a YouTube show or channel talking mm -hmm. about FanCon and how great it will be. This is like a week oh, again. Oh, no. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I may have told you, but again, so much was happening. Oh, that that you know but i that's one of the one of the recenter things i had found out that that there was a video that i think came out or even was shot that day wow. um, <laughs> i did not so know was, that yeah i mean and they've all like everyone else at least say just the organizers they are the ones that were still promoting it and i'm right. saying organizers and i think we really only mean three people it's uh jamie robert and then the other guy who i think is big bob or rob or something i don't so, know him yeah, I we follow each Some other, random. but that means nothing. But he's one of right. another person of the the Black Geeks. So, so, so is he two thirds of the Black Geeks? Him and Rob, I guess. I guess Robert. I don't know how many are on the Black Geeks. I've never actually checked them out. I mean, I keep calling them a podcast, so I don't even know if they are a podcast or if they're just a, a, a group, a couple of guys. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But whatever they are now, they're. Not really, probably much of anything now. Um, mm -mm. But but they they really did Jamie dirty the next couple days because mm -hmm. they have been absolutely silent except for Robert. He does tweet some things, but then he deletes them because for whatever reason, I don't know. He wanted to do a live Periscope and <laughs> I guess do some question and answering perhaps, but that didn't happen either. Um, and I'm wondering at this point if lawyers kind of came involved, like, yeah, don't say anything. Uh, but yeah. the only person that was, was Jamie, because she, uh -huh. I think, sent out statements. Uh, I think she did a couple tweets, did a couple retweets, but uh, nothing that was really helpful uh, because everyone um, just kind of kept saying, we don't know what happened to the money. We didn't touch that. We were volunteers, mm -hmm. which. <laughs> um, well, in Jamie's defense, she did not say that until a little bit after she didn't, she didn't claim to be a volunteer until after. So there we are. Right. Yes. Yes. This, this is true. There's been a lot of contradicting things that she has said in her statement in, um, I think even the, the emails and even uh, when later on, this actually did happen during the weekend where her article for the route came out. And I think yes. that, that, I think that came out just as I arrived in Baltimore. So uh, people were kind of hot about that and some other issues with BGN, but again, we'll, we'll get there, <laughs> but it, it's, it's just a hot mess. And that's, that's an understatement. Like burning like a burning hot mess. Yes. A burning hotness. It, it was rough. Uh, where am I on my timeline here? Um, well, yeah, we can get into uh, BGN because it was during the week, the week of um, a con. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> uh, so the weekend had passed, which barely felt like a weekend because it was just tweet after anger and eventually uh people starting to talk about Jamie and how her leadership skills or lack thereof have kind of always been there, but no one really mm -hmm. talks about it because they're afraid of being blacklisted, yes. which apparently she's done before to other creatives or other writers right. or people, you know, who disagree with her. Right. Yeah. So that kind of happened. And with that, a lot of, of the, current or former writers kind of talked or just basically publicly resigned from being a contributor any further. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they kind of just told their story. Some of them like 
like myself, we didn't have any negative experiences with her, but we just couldn't in, you know, continue to work there knowing it's as toxic as it is. Meanwhile, other writers are kind of concerned having maybe the BGN, BGN brand on, on them. Will mm-hmm. other publishers want to work with them knowing that it's part of the failed fan con? So, I mean, Mark. it's very, it's very com- complicated and complex. And the fact that so many writers were also writing for free. So yeah. that's also just another kind of sting where, you know, you writing is a talent. It's an art, it's a skill and it should be paid for. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that they weren't being paid for. Uh, and you know, that that's this kind of thing that comes out and, and when, things like this happen so i I really do i really do hope that that they do continue to get work elsewhere that they get paid for and um you know because it it is a job it it is work so that that did happen um eventually jamie did step down from being the Mm editor-in-chief and um someone was in the process of being replaced which or someone to take her place Mm -hmm. which also happened on thursday and that's when um, the bylines for the articles and things that had been written started disappearing, started turning into guest blogger. And a few of them even turned into Jamie Broadnecks. So, yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, that was not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because apparently the new blogger or blogger, Lord, <laughs> the new <laughs> editor in chief, um, according to, well, I don't know how to say this diplomatically, but uh, but whoever she is, she um, said that she was doing something in WordPress, which the site is, is run through and on the back end of WordPress, trying to do something and ma- basically mass deleted everybody's bylines and, and changed them from their names to, like Sterling said, guest blogger. And then some of them t- to Jamie's actual name. So, and, and in the in the aftermath of all this, I I think that's I mean I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I think mm-hmm. that's where some of these mistakes are happening. Is everything's blowing up? Every man for himself. You got to save face some kind of way, and right. you have to do what you got to do quickly because if not, you're going to get flamed even more for not acting quickly. I'm I'll give them that. Okay, mm-hmm. but the way that the new editor in chief decided to respond to everybody's you know, uh, complaints and, you know, yeah, they're outraged because now first you, you do this terrible thing to the community and just completely mess up VanCon. And that's an understatement as you can, as you know, but first you do this and then, but then you change people's bylines, but then you respond in such a way that invalidates um, and devalues everyone's opinions about it. Mm -hmm. And, and, Basically, what she tweeted was, you know, I'm new at this. So sorry. Everybody calm down. I blame it on my ADHD, yada, yada. It, whatever she said, uh, blaming it on ADHD, no, no. Mm-mm. no. And telling everyone to calm down. Double when, no, when no. She sh- like, if she is stupid enough to walk into a position and not know the surrounding issues to why the person, the, the previous editor-in-chief is no longer there. Mm-hmm you can't live under a rock. And if she is, if she 
truly is living under a rock and didn't do her due diligence to figure out, you know, what happened to Jamie, which I honestly doubt this is all in, um, what's the word? Um, I, I know that she knows, but even if she had no knowledge, no previous knowledge and could not read the room, did not know what was happening in this community, telling people, responding in such a way and telling them to calm down, uh, just put more flames to the fire. I yes. mean, it was it was gasoline on the fire. <laughs> there, like, there's no. I can't imagine any other situation to where that would have been okay anyway. But mm-hmm. then to respond f- so flippantly and so, you know, that just Calm was down. not. That was just not the right response. It was. It was not okay. Still isn't okay. Mm-mm. Never is it okay to be in an argument with somebody and to tell them to calm down. Never. But then, but then to come in like this brand new, cause nobody really knows her. Uh, not that I know. Uh, I yeah. don't, I don't know either. So I don't know if that counts for anything, but um, you're coming in talking, talking big and you know, it just was bad, just bad business all around. Just not good. Ooh, I just had a thought. What if whoever this person was might be like a front for Jamie? Like it's still Jamie, but just another like name. I don't know. That's Probably a lot not. of work. <laughs> that, that is a lot That's of work. That's a whole I mean, lot of work. I mean, she. I'm pretty sure Jamie wasn't planning for this downfall to happen. So it's it's, it, really it's not. just man. Um, but yeah, that that is something that that. Whew. Let me let me go back to my my list here. <laughs> um, because yeah, that that happened Thursday. But let me let me back up a little bit because uh, a few more people on the the board uh, or the I'm calling it the board, but the organization, um, Ty Fam. I had mentioned that earlier. That that is a someone who works on the finance side of mm-hmm. con, but has also been linked to previous cons and their failures, like cons that didn't even that fizzled out, similar to this, but maybe not as huge, like. Uh, then again, I don't know because the last one was PrideCon, and I think I don't know if that happened last year or the year before. I don't know what year that was. That was in California. Yeah. And the other one was I think DashCon. I don't know if he was involved in that one, but I, I do hear that brought no, up. I don't think he was involved in DashCon. So DashCon was, I think that was back in 2014. Um, but that was a conference that basically started with with twitter not twitter i'm sorry tumblr um tumblr followers and so a few of them i think a few of the more popular um tumblr users decided to do the con they actually were going to call it tumblr con but because it wasn't officially tumblr sponsored like obviously there's copyright infringement um with that so they decided to call it dash con which refers to you know a user looking at their dashboard on tumblr so it was an eerily similar situation <laughs> where, you know, some, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed fans who had zero experience decided to get together, put on this massive con. You know, they were in a, I believe, well, I'm not sure that they were in a convention center, but they, they, they were in a hotel. Um, but as you know, they, or as you probably can surmise, they um, like had several different conference rooms like the large rooms and things like that Mm -hmm. um long story short it happened 
Um, but I know that during the con, they actually raised like $17,000 in an hour because wow. now that sounds kind of amazing, mm-hmm. but it's very uh, weird and scary and disturbing because they did this while the con was happening. So there's literally people in the room, like in the, like this hall, the organizers are on stage basically uh, begging for their lives, not their lives, but they're saying, you know, something happened with the hotel where they had it, they thought they had it um, situated to where they would pay something up front for, for the con to happen. And then they would pay the rest of it like, the next day or something like that. Um, but they, they were under the impression they would pay it in installments, um, but still be under, you know, good terms on, on their contract. Well, the hotel's like, no, that's not how it works. We're kicking you out if we don't get this by such and such, you know, time today. Mm. So the organizers were literally on stage begging people to pay, you know, help them come up with that. And they did. Wow. I don't know that anybody got I, how they did it. I truly like because there was a bunch of folks in the hall, but how they managed to raise that much money is is impressive. Yes, but how in the world did they do that? And and I doubt that any of those people received their monies back because they were literally passing around bags and passing around hats and stuff for people <laughs> to put their money in there. Yeah, no. but I mean they met they met it so the rest of the con happened. It was a pretty flimsy, you know, it was, I'm not going to go into any more details um, Mm. about it, but it was a very flimsy attempt, but it did happen. It, it, it actually happened. FanCon, um, I don't know how much money DashCon raised, but FanCon raised some money, but didn't like, we don't, we don't know what happened to it. Nothing. We, we never went to the Baltimore convention center. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I mean, we, we walked, across it or like you know we but we've never been inside for any con related thing at all we just looked at it from you know they even had signs which mm-hmm. i i think they took down before we got there but mm-hmm. uh, um yeah the other one being pride con which uh which is the one that ty fam was um yeah i, I just want to say this this needs to be a documentary to talk about dash con to talk about fan con and just the failures of them but mm-hmm. because because this is huge but ty ty fam uh i guess works in finance they i mean again investigative twitter was on top of it did yeah. their research and dug up who this guy was and not only that but there were questionnaires sent out to uh, i think it was vendors or other guests that were coming to fancon and mm-hmm. finding that these were the same questionnaires used for pridecon which oh, was also something that Thai fam had been involved with. So there wow. were, yeah, there was just too many links. Ooh, and yeah. Then people were like, you really need to vet who you're going to inv- have on your team to, you know, organize something like this. Right. As if he says that he worked on cons, but you've realized that these cons had fallen through and it's... and for the same reasons, right. I, I believe, I think it was because of money. Like he was the finance person Mm-hmm. You cannot put on a con of any size without money. Correct. Um, and if if the finance person, the person in charge of your finances cannot handle finances, then that doesn't seem like a good fit. Correct. On on top of that, also on the board, apparently, and I did not write down this person's name, but um, 
let's see, robots or a a bot was hired for the this board because they they did research looking up somebody's name and mm-hmm. they really could not find it. Uh, it. It was it's an it's crazy. I'm gonna jump in here now and say that some of these investigators they're they're actually like writers who do the thing. Um, so yeah. go check out women. Women write about comics uh, dot com. That is one. That is the first article I read. It's very thorough. Uh, they do update anything that they find new. So uh, I will make sure I post a link in the show notes so you can read that. And of course, our friend and recent guest on the podcast. And I actually got to meet her in real life at Y Comic Con, Clarkisha Kent. So she really has gone after and. Um, talk to everyone from guests to uh, vendors, mm-hmm. uh, other artists that were going to be there um, mm-hmm. and just did her research, digging into every facet of what FanCon crumbled up to be and trying mm-hmm. to find out the truth. So, yep. so, I mean, work. so much work. And I, I don't even say, I mean, yes, definitely give her kudos, but also give her coins because yeah. she, she, she has earned it. Yeah. Um, and she's doing a mighty work, and she continues to do great work. So mm-hmm. she is definitely, and she's a... just a great creative. Like, check her out. She's an awesome creative. She's doing mighty work for us um, in this whole situation. But just check her out and check out like what she is doing as an artist. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. No, not at all. Not at all. She's, she's definitely good. Good people. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to check here one of the more recent things uh because yes it's like every day uh there's still news and we're recording on the fifth so this is like like we said it's already been like a week and a half it's i'm not the fifth i'm sorry it's the first the first i'm looking at the the five but it's may the first and Ah. um this morning i read that uh fan con in general is in the hole for six hundred fifty thousand dollars Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and and now knowing much more than I knew before, that does make sense. If you're going to try to rent a convention center, how much money it costs to rent like square footage, um, uh, just other expenses, like so many expenses, expenses to like maybe get the guests or even the lighting or, or sound or whatever. And all that stuff is possibly already paid for, but just... Mm-hmm. Or that's where they're in debt, where they maybe they put it in credit. I don't know, but that's that's money that they now owe. Yeah. It's a yep. start. So now are you saying because I saw that too, now are you saying though that it's it's still owed or that's how much it would have it would have taken to like actually put everything on as planned? I'm I'm a s I'm just taking it that that's money that's owed. Like okay. maybe they may have put it like on credit or maybe mm. they actually did come out of their own pocket. I don't know. I doubt it, but I, I mean, I really don't know. So mm-hmm. it, we're back to speculating until more truth comes out about yeah. that. Um, besides mm. that, um, bridges definitely have been burned and yeah, it's burned now to the point where legal matters are, are, an issue i think we even talked about before about people possibly suing the con but because um 
of relationships with people, uh, going back to Jamie and all the things that she has going on for her, one of the things was um, the Misty Knights on Unif. I keep messing up the stupid title, <laughs> even even when you know the show was going well. Um, Misty Knight's uninformed Afro with our mm -hmm. great friend Stephanie Williams. Um, mm -hmm. What was going to happen with that? So that was something that was also happening in the background. But we find find out today that Jamie is basically trying to take everything of that from Stephanie, uh, even yeah. sending her a cease and desist letter, which I'm actually hearing is was poorly written. But I've never actually yeah. seen one in person, so it wasn't great. I mean. It was, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But even if it was fake, who cares? The fact that that is the step that um, Jamie decided to take, uh, it's super, like, I don't know. So I consider, so you're my friend, right? Sorry. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So, like, I don't know the relationship that Jamie and um, Stephanie had. Um, but it just seems like even on a professional level, that was not the right move. Like it just, it's, it just seems really, really, um, I don't know. Petty is probably not the right word, but that's the word that comes to mind. And I just, it just seems so unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know the relationship that, that, uh, um, Steph and Jamie had that is irrelevant. The fact of the matter is this these shenanigans are still happening. Um people are still trying to Jamie is, is seemingly still trying to tear people down. Um which is so it's so hard to say even now. It's hard to say that because um even with all the stories and all the experiences that the writers have been informing us of mm -hmm. and, and they've just been telling their experiences it it's you know it's hard to really admit that somebody that you respected and looked up to is pretty problematic and yeah um doesn't seem to be for the culture like like she has forever portrayed herself to be it just doesn't seem it's just completely different than than what i knew Right. And uh, so that's a that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. It is, and and I think we had both kind of said to each other like we really didn't want to believe like this to be true, like this this not not Jamie, not of all people, but like yeah. it's it's I guess like maybe a facade that had been put up. Um, something about true colors, and and there are people, and these are like the stories we're talking about that have known her longer than than we have. Yeah, and so. who have a much different relationship. Um, so why what what's in it for them to lie? Right. Why with their stories corroborating corroborating <laughs> corroborating and and being very consistent across the board. Uh, and, and then to see how how Jamie's reacting and how she's responding to all of this, it it is adding up. Um, mm -hmm. It is, and that's hard. That is hard to see happen. And I and I actually did take the time. I read like quite a few threads of people, you know, telling their truth, mm -hmm. and I could relate to some of them because I've been in in a position where I had to work with someone. I mean, I didn't really have to, but still, I worked with someone who. 
I didn't realize was problematic until I think I actually did realize like, oh, wait, yeah, you you actually are the problem because mm -hmm. um, and I, I won't give up too information here. And, and I did not want to jump on the bag wagon of the bandwagon of um Jamie and just saying trash because a I didn't I don't have any trash to say yeah. about her. But I mean, I am yeah. affected. I am upset by the way that she's been treating Stephanie. So that part I'm right. I'm not a fan of at all. Um, is but it's not my character to bring anybody down. Yeah, and that's happening in real time. It's not like we don't have the evidence. Yes, because it is one thing to to hear what people are saying. And yes, um I, you know, we should believe them. Just mm -hmm. like I mean, I keep thinking of the women of the Me Too movement. Correct. We correct. Sh we should believe them. Mm -hmm. But in this case, we actually see the evidence of it happening in real time. Right. We see it happening. And it's just, it's just so, and this is not even, you know, we don't even have all the details, but we, the fact that there is a cease and desist letter out there, uh, it, it's mm -hmm. just, that is, that is enough. That's enough mm -hmm. to say, wow, okay, this is, this is who this person is. Um, Okay, cool. Yeah, and Thanks and when we yourself. when we say real time, I'm saying literally like three hours before we began recording. I think that's when, mm -hmm. like, I read it. So like, I'm I'm still upset. Like, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm hurt. I feel yeah, for it Stephanie. hurts. Cause, yeah, cause she, it hurts. She's she's my friend, Stephanie. I'm talking yeah. about. She's she's my friend. So yeah. So yeah, we're 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 here. We're with we're with her definitely. So um, I'm but wondering how. Well, anyway, I'll keep that one. But oh, <laughs> I mean, I know yeah. she she's already off doing great things, which we will talk about in the next episode, because um, mm -hmm. she's definitely very very talented. She's, um, I mean, she really is the heart of that podcast, and mm -hmm. she's already on track to be doing much greater, better things. And I cannot wait for that success to start coming in because I feel like I don't I don't know if she. Uh, would be the type to be vengeful, but there's nothing greater than like no. that, that accomplishment of uh, doing something mm -hmm. better than, than what she just with... got done with. Yeah. 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 So Steph is on her way. I'm so proud of her. She is. She's <laughs> uh, awesome. Let me see here. But yeah, I think that is all the, I mean, there's still a lot more, I'm sure, but we just, I just wanted to recap as much as we knew what we experienced, how we were feeling. Um, and it was a lot of, a lot of confusion, a lot of anger, something mm -hmm. I'm not used to. And it actually started to manifest itself in a, um, like an ache that actually kind of moved around my body, mostly around my back and my, my neck, but I, I named it Falcon because it, could be, I mean, if you look at the letters, you can just switch the L for N and then it'll be FanCon. Or you could uh, throw in an I and it could be FailCon. So, you know, you can play around with that. So, but Falcon hasn't been bothering me lately. So that's good. And I really good. hadn't hadn't thought about it that much uh, during the weekend, which again, we'll, we'll, we'll get to. Um, but it, it has, it's been a whirlwind and a roller coaster of a week for sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. were you feeling like the same? Well, I'm not saying that you had psychosomatic, like stress aches, like I did, but 
What, what were you feeling? I seem to always have <laughs> psychosomatic stress aches. But yes, due to this situation, I didn't have, I didn't physically, I don't think it physically manifested. I, I mean, not like that, but it, it definitely <laughs> mentally just did a number. It really mm-hmm. did. Be, it was, it was painful, still is, it is um, painful, um, hurtful just completely shattering you know mm-hmm. i don't want to be dramatic but just just really shattering my whole perception and my whole um i mean because this is happening to a community that i love seeing people's um hearing their stories come out about about different things seeing the people hurt and and displaced because of FanCon and um just that that really did affect me still still affects me it hurts mm-hmm. me to know that we'll never be the same it hurts me to know that BGN will never be the same um i think that i think that after this weekend after Y Comic-Con being so s- successful i i feel like there's hope for us and that we will, because, because, you know, our community isn't just one person, it's the right. whole community. Um, it's, it's going to continue. It's going to thrive. We're going to continue being great and doing great things, but the road to get there or to, the road to, I guess, getting back on track or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, I just, this has just changed a lot of things. It's changed mm-hmm. a lot of things and that change is always hard. Right. right. So it, you it, know, it, it sucks, but um, it sucks, but, but I do, I do have hope and I do believe that we're going to be okay. Uh, and that great things are still going to happen and are happening. I mean, they are so. They are. They are. And I, I completely agree with you, uh, especially the hope. The hope is is alive for, for our community. Like it, it, it will continue to thrive like after this, this like the dust. Yeah. I feel like the dust is settling, even though there's mm-hmm. still some things that are <laughs> kicking it back up. But uh, we the community has always been there. It's just like you said earlier, it was under a hub. But, you know, we we know who we are and, and it's. It's just still some, I guess, some trust has been lost, and we're still trying yeah. to gain that back. Um, so, yeah. but but we we will definitely get there, and we're not going anywhere. So we're we're still here. Yeah, we're still here. Yeah, and and in fact, we're, we're gonna. I'm mean, I'm not gonna say we're gonna go back to our usual show because we do. We're gonna do the the an, another episode. I'm tripping over my words, and it'll be much more happy and positive. I did just want to just talk about it because it's it is an elephant in a room in our room <laughs> and uh, I can't not talk about it because that would just seem odd like and there's nothing wrong. It's we're fine. This is fine. I'm the dog in, in, the, in the room that's on fire just drinking my tea. Yeah. So. But yeah, this this episode. Oh, I will. I can leave on a good note because um, Courtney, did you know that we have a sponsor? Like we're actually being sponsored. 
No. Yes, we have a legit sponsor, My Fluffy Puffs. Uh, you can go to myfluffypuffs.com. Hold on. I've got it written down here. Uh, yes, My Fluffy Puffs. Fluffy Puffs is almost a tongue twister. Myfluffypuffs.com for afros and curls, an inclusive brand for natural and re relaxed hair. Got curl and twist, moisturize, wash, definition, twist, frosting for any hair texture. So do check them out. I actually just got my um my first uh twist frosting with biotin. My my sister looked at looked at it and checked it out and she's like, oh biotin, that's good. You need that for your hair. I'm like, thank (laughs) you. I don't know if any of my other products have biotin in them, but at least this one does. And this is a black-owned business. Um, uh, again, go check out the website. You can see videos of, of other people that have used it. Um, and I don't, I don't actually know the um, business owner's name, but she did kind of reach out through Twitter, just you know. And I'm, and I'm glad for that. So I'm glad for her uh, or their the, the company's. Um, I don't want to use endorsement. That's not the word I want. Sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, they're donating. And of course, you, dear listener, dear Indubian, you can also donate too. I'm not really asking if you too. You can just do it if you want to. Just a dollar and you actually get access to um, uh, movie reviews and just other little tidbits of things that I do. I don't really have much on the other tiers yet, but I will be doing some videos. But again, I just want to, again, thank myfluffypuffs.com. <laughs> and to, to go you know support and and i guess get some um again they, they, I'm, I'm telling you go to the website they have a whole lot of items a lot of products for you to use i will be going there and shopping for more stuff like uh hair soap they don't call it shampoo i think it's actual bar soap nice. i think i think but they actually did sell out of a lot of stuff which is a good thing because that means people are are buying and i think they're coming out with some new brand new stuff so do definitely check them out. Myfluffypuffs.com. You can also follow them on Twitter. I did not write down their handle, but they're on Twitter. Trust me. They're they're there and they're pretty active. So that is myfluffypuffs.com. Other, other than that, I think that does it for this episode. And I'm not sure if I will stagger uh, episode 73. So I don't know if you're going to wait a couple days or a couple hours to get that one. But um. We're going to close this, this episode out like we normally do. So um, where can where can people find you, uh, Courtney? So folks can find me on the Twitters at IMKHinton. Um, or you can also find Verve House Collective, which is my special thing, my special baby. It's a hub or just a really awesome resource for creatives, entrepreneurs, for audacious creatives, entrepreneurs, and intention seekers. Um, so yeah, either place, find me, look me up. I'll, I'll definitely do that. And you can follow me. Well, yeah, I already do that, honestly. But you can follow me on <laughs> all things in Dube. Uh, go to dube.com to find the Patreon, which I mentioned a little earlier. To subscribe for more perks. Uh, but definitely go to my T Public store. Again, there are some new designs. I actually wore them this past weekend. Uh, even though two of the two of the three days, I actually had a hoodie on, so you really couldn't see them. 
uh, but hey, actually, some people did still see it. Hey, we recognize that shirt. So like, yes. Um, anyway, uh, go get T-shirts, hoodies, mugs and more. Please rate, comment and share the pod on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play and Podbean. Thank you so much for supporting, listening, stopping by and pressing play. Tell someone you value that you value them and live for the folks you love. I've been your benevolent host, T. Sterling Watson. And remember, if the world didn't suck, we'd all fall off. The Indu Podcast is recorded in a studio somewhere on planet Earth. The Indu Podcast is part of the Indu Network. And if you'd like to get in contact with the Indu Podcast, please email indubpod at gmail.com. That is indubpod at gmail.com. You can find the Indu Podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course, Podbean, or wherever podcasts may be procured. If you'd like to find out more information, please visit Indube.com, where you can find our store, the blog, and of course, our Patreon, if you'd like to support and donate and find more perks and fun things to listen to and watch. For Chief, DJ Joe Daddy, Billford, this is T. Sterling Watson signing off. Thank you so much for listening. Use your words, Chief. <laughs> Good boy. This has been another... 3SFX Production.